Hey everybody, welcome to Spill the Novelty, where three girlies shout into the void about our latest book hot takes and obsessions. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kaylee. And this week we're spilling the tea about none other than Fourth Wing, the new adult fantasy novel by Rebecca Yaros. This book has been selling out everywhere and has caused a lot of chaos and swooning on Bookstagram and BookTok, which we're sure you all are familiar with. But if you somehow escape the Welcome to Fourth Wing audio on TikTok, here's the tea. All right, so to catch you guys up, for anyone who hasn't read the book, Fourth Wing follows the story of Violet, who was a scribe, which is basically a historian, Um, but her mom, who's a general, forces her to join the writer's quadrant, which is where you learn how to become a dragon writer. And then the first thing she has to do is cross the parapet, which is a really thin wall, um, and she meets her friend Rhiannon, who becomes, yeah, her close friend. And she also meets Zayden, her super hot sworn enemy. (laughs) His dad was a rebel who allegedly murders Violet's brother, and then Violet's mom kills Zayden's father. So yeah, sworn enemies. Um, And then after she beats the parapet, she arrives at Basgaith War College and runs into Dane, who is her childhood best friend, and she thinks she's in love with him. We hate Dane. Um, (laughs) Retweet. (laughs) She goes through lots of trials to become a dragon rider, um, which involves, like, lots of combat training, and she has her own little twist on that, which we'll talk about later. And then she goes into the threshing, which is uh, where she basically is chosen by a dragon, but... What's really cool is that she's chosen by not one, but two dragons, which is uh, Taren and Adarna. Taren is this really like big, powerful dragon, and Adarna is this sweet little baby dragon. Um, and w- another twist is that Zayden and Violet's dragons are mated. Um, so as Zayden and Violet work t- together more, they can't resist each other and end up falling in love because, of course, they do. Naturally. Um, naturally. <laughs> Um, And then we have War Games, um, which they think is going to be just like your standard trial um, for the school, but it ends up being a real battle, um, and there's a lot of spice to go along with that, so we'll leave that for later. Um, But at the very end of the novel, um, Violet finds out that her long-lost dead brother is actually alive, and he is at the revolution, and so he says to her, welcome to the revolution, and that's where the book ends. And everyone loses their shit collectively. Yep. So. (laughs) Very that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So first, let's talk about characters. And we'll start with our girl, Violet. So what did you guys think of Violet right out the gate? I really liked Violet right out of the gate. Um, I love an underdog, personally. um, And she really had to work to succeed at the school she had to be very clever and kind of like problem solve her way through a lot of things um which I just think is is very fun for a main character yeah I agree and something that I really love too is that um not only did she really have to like work hard her entire time at Bezgaith but her scribe background was really well written um and I feel like sometimes backgrounds and kind of um background motivators and things like that aren't really fleshed out um like I really love Divergent of course growing up and I think that there are some people who draw some connections between some of the vibes of this book and Divergent um and granted it it was YA but um there are moments where I didn't feel like Triss was kind of as well fleshed out as a character like Violet where you can really see a lot of those kind of motivations and kind of backstories coming into play with her character growth Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm 
And I really liked how how just smart she was, kind of jumping off y'all's points. Um, like she uses poison whenever she has to spar, um, spar other people. Just light poison, not enough to kill them, but enough to make them sick or pass out or Tasteful something like poison. that. <laughs> just a little treat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like for example, when she has to fight her enemy Jack, who is super Ooh. annoying. Yeah. Um, yes she uses oranges because she knows that he's highly allergic to them so she puts oranges in his food or something in the in the that morning and so he can't fight her um she also cheats during the gauntlet which we'll talk about the gauntlet later but um <laughs> it's like a big a big there's like no oh gosh that was so bad. no yeah <laughs> i mean it's like it's just like fancy wipeout mm-hmm. basically yeah. <laughs> glorified wipeout <laughs> yeah so yeah, she cheats. She's really cunning. Um, and like, I love too that like when she's poisoning and things like that, like she has to do a lot of like, almost like research. Like she's just very attentive to kind of find out like her enemy's weaknesses, which is mm-hmm. um, really interesting. Yeah, she's super observant. So she's always paying attention and kind of like taking notes and logging how everyone is acting and how they're reacting um, yeah. so that she yeah. can use it against them potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she that. Also, she, sorry. No, no, you're good. I was just going to say, like, I think that her kind of backstory, too, with, or like her dynamic with her family really makes her a super interesting character, too, um, which I'm sure yeah. is going to be set up throughout the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also has a huge disadvantage in general because she has a disability, which mm-hmm. is something that's only lightly touched on, but like it, it changes the color of her hair and makes the ends silver and, and, she uh goes through a lot of pain throughout the book which is lightly mentioned Mm -hmm. um so she she's constantly in pain and having to deal with that um which makes her a really like interesting well well well-rounded character it also makes her more relatable Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent all right so what about dane what did you guys think about violet's relationship with dane especially before you know that zayden's a love interest Okay, so here's the thing. I'm Maddie. Come on, Queen. I'm a Dane sympathizer. Okay, I really like Dane in the beginning. I love the like childhood friends to lovers arc. I love that he was like super protective of her in the beginning because she needed that straight up. Literally, whatever Dane does in the end, she would not have survived if she didn't have him in the beginning. She would not have made it. Um, she needs a lot of support because she is such an underdog. So. Um, but obviously he, he just ends up like losing his damn mind and he is very much like an ick throughout. Um, definitely like the latter half of the book is he's like fully ick. Like there's not even like a question. Yeah. Um, but initially I did like him and I thought it made sense that, that she thought she was in love with him. Like I get it. I I think that's so interesting because I thought that at first like the very first time she meets him but he becomes so like clingy and constantly forcing the idea that she has to go back to being a scribe like she he's like no you've got to go back I'm, I'm i made a deal with someone so you can go back to being a scribe and things like that and he's so forceful about it mm-hmm. and i think that's when i started to just get the major ick mm-hmm. from him yeah I think yeah. that's when it kind of starts crossing that line of like, yep. is he protective of her because he cares about her and like what she wants and what she needs? Or is it just because like, 
he likes to have that sense of control and even if it's subconscious, you know, so yeah. no, I agree. I like the idea of her having a friend there who could care for her and watch her, but I was, yeah, I don't know. From the get-go, I wasn't a fan, but but I hear you. I do. I like a, I like a childhood friends to lovers arc, but yeah, he just he was not. I was not about it. He not was not me. it. <laughs> and he also, I don't know, he had this ability. I don't know if you guys noticed this throughout the book, but he had this ability where he can touch somebody and see kind of their their thought, not their thoughts. He can see like what has happened mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, recently and so he touches her a lot throughout the book i noticed this the second time i read it yep um i don't know if you guys noticed it too i did not notice it at all the first time um but the Mm -hmm. second read through it's literally every single time he goes to talk to her he's he's touching her shoulder he's touching her arm like he's holding her face and it's like brother it's it's actually insane it's mind-blowing yeah because mm-hmm. i remember you know after we read it the first time we chatted about it and then like seeing to the like on book talk and things like that people started kind of pointing that out and yeah mind-blowing mm-hmm. like, yeah every yeah. scene damn it it's like very just ick. all the time yeah Ugh. all right but, now we get to talk about zayden did you guys know that zayden was going to be violet's love interest or did you guys think he was actually her enemy no, there wasn't yeah. a second that I thought he was actually an enemy. Um, <laughs> she was instantly, like, super attracted to him. And, like, she brings that up every time he, like, enters the room. Um, for me, I think this is how you guys felt about Dane. Like, I was just a bit underwhelmed because I knew so early on, like, what his role was going to be. Like, there was never any tension for me between Zayden and Violet because it was so obvious that he was going to be, like, her love interest he's so like YA male lead um and I say that mm-hmm. I love Zayden he has good moments but like th- in the beginning I was like yeah okay I get it we're gonna we're gonna move over to that side that's fine and you know what yeah. I'm a sucker for it every time I fall for <laughs> I it every time I see it coming so like when you ask it's like did I you know do we know it's gonna be the case like or they or are they actually enemies my answer to both is yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, and you know what? As it as it should be. Um, but yeah, no, I I think I agree, Maddie. Like, it is pretty clear early on. But you know what? I'm here for it, and especially if it's a character like Zayden, because sometimes that happens, and it's not the best written characters. But I love him, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, and I think well, you find out like towards the end that Zayden has like allegedly loved Violet like since he first met her basically um so yeah. I don't think this is a true enemies to lovers like y- you see it coming they're not they don't act like enemies like no. they, it's clear that they care about each other very early on so I would say this isn't a true enemies to lovers personally it's definitely not and like honestly it kind of made me annoyed that he said he loved her from the beginning because like give us something you know but yeah. like I yeah. will say from Violet's perspective she genuinely thinks that they're enemies and he could it like no matter what he does he could literally have bought her like a, a heart of chocolates and a teddy bear on Valentine's Day and she'd be like they're probably poisoned I just can't figure <laughs> out is he trying to kill me so I at least liked that that there was some of that tension that that was a little bit like come on girl but like at least it was something that was like 
carrying on that yeah. that plot line of like he should not like you it's true yeah you know what i respect she was not letting her guard down no. for nothing she was like yeah. i don't trust i do not trust it Mm-mm. is he fine yeah. sure can he be trusted <laughs> not so much not, not so, so much. much i agree that the thing about him like being in love with her from the get-go is like ugh, i don't like that like mm-hmm. a cop out yeah. we didn't need that we it cheapens it like, and their chemistry was already so good like their yeah, their exactly. dynamic like their their little like sar- sarcastic little remarks towards each other and things like that like i just thought it was so cute and i yeah i loved every bit of it yeah don't be in love with me from the get-go no work for it you know what i'm saying yeah, like, <laughs> yeah i agree um what about what, what about side characters like who was y'all's yeah. favorite side character Mm. Liam is an easy dub for me. I loved him. Mm-hmm. I loved his little like wood carving hobby. Like it's so fucking cute. And Loki, this is this is potentially like a lukewarm take. When um he was like outside the door or whatever, and she was going through you know her emotions with the with the dragons, which we'll get into <laughs> later. There was there was a part of me that was like, let's go, girl. Let's let's get Liam into this room because like I'm here for me it. Too. I love Liam. I think he's super fun and sweet and cute. And I was ready for the drama that would ensue personally. So yes, Liam, I wanted that too. Liam we ship was it. it. <laughs> what their ship name? I was like trying to do no, I guess Viam. I don't know. VM. <laughs> it doesn't have a good ring to it. <laughs> let us know, Book Talk. Do you ship VM? Uh, let us know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I did like Rhiannon. Um, I know that we'll, I think we'll get into that a little bit because I think that might be a contested take. But um, I like Rhiannon. I think it's, I think it's another like classic um, trope with these types of stories where you, you got you got your bestie from day one typically someone who you're going through the same trials and stuff with so um i was a big liam fan i also like rhiannon um obviously we hate jack uh like you mm-hmm. on multiple levels um draco malfoy but not cool um yeah. at all so yeah yeah and annoying um, my favorite was Taryn, who is kind of a main character, but I don't know. I guess he'd be classified as a side character. I just loved how he was, like, grumpy, and so he and Violet had a very grumpy sunshine dynamic going on, and I, I really loved that. Like, I, I thought it was so cute. It's honestly funny because, like, Violet on her own is not sunshine, but compared to Taryn, right. she yeah. is sunshine. <laughs> He's yeah. so grumpy that he makes her grumpy look like sunshine. <laughs> I also feel like that's one of the most unique uses of grumpy sunshine, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the grumpy sunshine trope, but it's me and my dragon, so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and my favorite favorite quote from Taryn throughout the book was like, basically, Violet learns that her signet is lightning and she can only use it when her and Zayden are like having an intimate moment. (laughs) And so... And so Taryn says to Violet when she can't use her signet, he's like, should I get the wing leader? And it's just, it's so snarky it's so sassy. and funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I Our sassy it. king. Yes. He's so on it. I love him. Big fan. All right. So do you guys want to talk about world building? Let's um, do it. I would love to. The dragon so the Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, besides a lot of great characters, uh, we also, I think, really liked um, the setting of Baz Guy at the War College, which, like, fun fact, I've had to learn how to say that about three times now. So I'm glad I, <laughs> I think I've got it right. Um, we'll see if that continues. Um, but 
Um, it's like we said, it's kind of like this sort of like dauntless Hogwarts. Um, so if you were to compare, um, but yeah, it's their war college. So um, yeah, what did y'all think about Basgaeth and like the world building? I thought it was good. Um, I think it's an interesting setting. I think it makes sense for like a war college. Um, I like that it was more like it felt more like a college than a high school um, mm-hmm. because it felt a lot more mature. It felt like there were stakes involved. You know, people are dying left and right um, mm-hmm. because of how dangerous all their activities are. And we're not even out in like the real world world activities. Um, so I was always interested to see like what the next day would bring um, because it, it was continuously interesting, but it still felt like we're at school. So like nothing wild is happening. It's just like there's slowly unwinding pieces and threads happening. Yeah, I agree. And I loved like the state. I love the stakes being high, just like you said. And I loved all of the fighting and training that that went on, especially between Zayden and Violet, like, mm-hmm. um, like when they're sparring in front of everyone, and he's trying to get all of her daggers. Like, I, I just love that scene. I loved all the sparring and, and training. Um, so good. What about what about Gauntlet? What do you guys want to want to say about Gauntlet? I blacked out Gauntlet the entire sucks. time. Yeah, I did not. I've retained zero things from Gauntlet. It's like I just was like skimming the words, no meaning entering my brain until the one girl like fell and died. And then I was like, oh, something's happening. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just wipeout. Like it's yeah. it's wipeout. So that's why once I kind of uh, figured that out, I'm like or like uh, what is it? American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but like a combo of like that and wipeout. So I don't know. It yeah. was not it was not that cool. I was not about it. I just kind of skimmed. Yeah. Wipeout but deadly. <laughs> yeah. yeah literally. Deadly. Yeah, I agree. I thought Battle Brief was really cool. Um we kind of yeah. got to see Violet's like historian scribe mind a little bit more. And I thought, yeah, I, I really liked that. I thought Battle Brief was fun. Um I definitely was more interested in like the sparring matches, but I think mm-hmm. I'm such like a character girly that like the little side conversations and snippets that would always be happening during like the sparring matches where it's just like the the people just like hanging around each other and just interacting kind of naturally are way more interesting to me than learning like the deep lore, although that's obviously like very important, but they gave mm-hmm. each other good balance too. Yeah, no, and I think... um battle brief again kind of like what you're saying Kaylee is like it shows that kind of scribe side of her and I think along with her like poisoning people um and then being really good at battle brief and having all this historical knowledge it's like a good way of showing that you know these kind of warriors uh there are a lot of different skills that go into being a warrior and I think particularly for like a first year student like you likely be so focused on like all the combat and stuff that you could be kind of like forget all the kind of tactical stuff um, and other skills that go into being a good fighter. And so I think it just shows kind of like her maturity and her skill kind of beyond just like her other, I guess, classmates or whatever they call them. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was also a creative way to info dump a little bit. Like, I'm not saying I retained any of that information, but (laughs) it was a creative (laughs) way. So I don't know if it was effective, but I creative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Right. Hundred percent. And there's also like all the siphons and powers and stuff. So we could talk about that. Like, um, what did you guys kind of think about the siphons? 
I'm Wait, trying. Cyber- is that the right word? Yeah. No, yeah. TBA. Okay. I'm trying to refresh Wait, no. my memory a little bit. Wait. It's a signet. Signet? Signet. Yeah. Signet. Signet. I was I like, this feels wrong. Siphoning <laughs> is a signet that can happen. Okay. Right? Because that's. I don't the know sign. why I get those words confused so easily. <laughs> I don't know. It's a signet, though, right? All right. The, I mean, the signet, word. Yeah, the yeah, signet which is basically just their powers. They're cool powers. Like, they're, like, super rangers. Yeah. Power rangers. Not super rangers. <laughs> <laughs> the power rangers. Dude. Power rangers. Oh, no. Dude, I... Yeah, no, like, I I thought it was cool. Um, I, I will say that um, kind of tying back to um violet like i don't know i think some of the powers and things that she had like the whole like lightning thing and all that like i'm still i'm sure it's gonna be a big player in iron flame you know the next book coming out soon and the rest of the series so like i think there will be more um that kind of reveals like why you know this is her particular power um i feel like i'm still missing a little bit of that in the first book um the connection Mm -hmm. isn't as clear to me um but I think it was really cool and really badass. So yeah, no, true. (laughs) You make good points, but yeah, uh, it being connected to like their personality in some way, I'm interested to see like how they kind of flush that out in the next. Yeah, definitely. And I I definitely thought that her, her signet would be something like mental, like it would be something like where she has some sort of like mind reading or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it's, it was confusing for me that her signet, was so like uh, like physical damage focused um because she's just like not that kind of girly like I understand she's got like fire in her and she's like got the spice or whatever but I just I didn't it didn't make the connection for me for her to have like an a very offensive signet like that and then also for it to be so similar to her mother's I just I'm like can we not be a little creative and like give her her own thing because also my other yeah. thing with the signets is like they were a little hard for me to keep track of because they were so mm-hmm. open like it, it seems like they can be mm-hmm. literally anything like your signet could be not being able or like not sweating you know and like first of all sign yeah. me up um yeah okay, say, I, I want that <laughs> <laughs> but like they were just so anything like liam's was like being able to see far away or something like it it's yeah just, it's not your typical... I want that too though girl <laughs> no glasses <laughs> I can't even see three feet away from me don't so. sweat and actually have good vision like yes. I'm there you know Literally. yeah well one of their one of their signets was breathing underwater which I thought yeah. was so cool but also, also when would that I mean that's not really that useful like when are you gonna need to swim really deep in the water and like be able to breathe under there well, I don't know see okay this is kind of this is my thing, right? I think it's fun to have signets that seem not useful, like being able to just see far away or breathe underwater, and then having someone like Violet, who's very clever, think of a way to use her signet to get to the to the mission end and giving mm-hmm. her something mm-hmm. that's just like, oh, you can zap somebody. I'm like, you're taking yeah. part, you're taking part of what I love about Violet away because she doesn't have to use her brain that hard to figure out a good way to use that signet. It's true. Zap the enemy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Zayden's power was also really cool. He had a very 
it was it fit along it fit with his like broody personality yeah. too but he has yeah. a shadow power which you know similar to akatar with <laughs> yeah. asriel yes um, they're both very broody male characters so i thought I, it i thought it worked yeah yeah and I did like um, with Zayden's, I can't remember if this was the same in Akatar, but like I like how he can kind of like make a little privacy bubble with his shadows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not always like used offensively. Like it can yeah. also create like a space. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just mostly interested in creative uses of these powers because yeah. we've all seen the shadow power thing before. So it's like, give me something new, you know, and Zayden did. Zayden yeah. served. So we slay. Yeah. Nice for sure yeah and, and i right. think too like him being able to kind of like make it this kind of um like you said maddie like not just offensive but kind mm-hmm. of like creating this little space also fits in with his personality too because he can use it for more of an offensive thing but he also like has a really like kind of sweet side i think as well and so kind of using it for more like strategic things like just having a closed conversation and stuff really makes sense but yep exactly i like it so yeah all right, let's talk about dragons. So, yeah, so basically Violet has this thing called threshing, which is where the dragons choose her. Um, the two dragons choose her. We've got Indarna and Tarn. Indarna's a feathertail dragon, which is really cool because feathertails have never been a part of threshing before. Um, and Violet finds out later that it's because Indarna's not a full-grown dragon yet, which I think Maddie has a little theory about yeah that. yeah i've uh okay so this has been the like one random thing that has like perplexed me for the entire rest of my life probably so <laughs> the whole thing is that like no one knows what baby dragons look like but um because of andarna violet finds out that they're feather tails um and that's why feather tails are so rarely seen blah 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 andarna is also a golden dragon okay and i went back through the battle brief all right i did my research let me know book talk let me know did i miss this there are no other yellow or uh, golden dragons mentioned that i found so i was thinking maybe all the babies are golden maybe all the babies are yellow um and then mm-hmm. when they grow up they turn mm-hmm. into like a different color dragon like um one of her friends floated the idea that like maybe it was a baby orange dragon or something like that mm-hmm. yeah. um however if we look at the cover of iron flame all right it still shows andarna as a golden dragon and interesting listen mm-hmm. listen so i think she's still yellow or golden which the business the girl boss part of my brain is like well duh they've done so much marketing with like the black and gold dragon like it's it's becoming iconic and like necessary to this series they're like rebecca i'm sorry about your intentions but like she's gotta stay gold yeah Um, but they're gonna have to make that work and then you know it's yet another like quirky dragon that violet has that's like oh it's the only golden dragon in existence please 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 do something else make it a good reason yeah. please god please yeah because well, you said that it, and on the cover for iron flame like does she she looks big too right like she, she looks does. like an adult she dragon, looks almost so. as big as taryn like <gasps> her little icon to me huh. and at the end of the book i think um is it zayden that says she overhears zayden saying like oh and darna's fucking huge now she's gotten bigger yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. 
so I'm so excited I have a lot of feelings about yellow dragons clearly yeah (laughs) yeah but I I think like that's a good point too that um uh like all the lore of the dragons and like the different types of dragons and um just kind of yeah like I oh and something I hadn't brought up is that um Rebecca Yaros um I believe has been more of a romance writer in the Mm -hmm. past I think this is her Mm -hmm. first fantasy romance if that's if yep. i'm remembering correctly yeah um, so. so i thought it was really impressive like how she wrote these dragons and kind of um their interactions with each other the different types of dragons like uh all that kind of stuff because um the dragon aspect was like absolutely one of my favorite parts of this book just their different personalities and things like that so yeah um, yeah and I, I liked how it was there was a little twist like everyone knew that andarna was gonna choose violet because she was like the different little little quirky dragon you know yeah um so we all saw that coming but nobody saw taryn coming yes. um which i thought was really really well written yeah like the whole threshing i think was really really fun um yeah i really like that whole scene mm-hmm so, yeah. like, what do y'all think about the bond dynamic, like, between, um, you know, a rider and the dragon? So, like, Violet and Tarn, uh, Zayden and Zagail, um, and Darna. How did y'all feel about that? I, think it's I really loved fun. it. Like, I thought it, I thought it was kind of it's something we've seen before. Like, it's nothing new to us. You know, like, in Akatar, they can speak mentally to each other. Yeah. Um, but I still loved it. I thought it was a great way to, like, build their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and have have more dialogue between them and I, yeah i loved it yeah i agree i think it's like a it's a necessary lever to have um so that you care about the dragons they can show their personality um and you get that connection and also i think it's really fun um that if the dragon is feeling like a very strong emotion so is the writer i mean i ate that shit one up of the, one of the best scenes in the book hands yes. down for if sure. you read it, you know, but since we spoil here, we're just going to get into it a little bit. Um, uh, when, let's just say, Taryn and Segale are having a moment. A date and, night. Uh, a date night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, Violet and uh, Zayden <laughs> feel the emotions of that and um, talk about it. It's something that Zayden's clearly used to because he's been bonded to Segale for a bit but uh it's something like a new experience for Violet and Mm -hmm. so then they have a moment and it's it's so funny I love it a little moment yeah it's hot yeah it's good it's good it's good it's very good (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah I love the dragons yeah all right um well that brings us to war games so let's talk a little bit about that um Basically, it's where the group of rebel children, they think they're being sent to this thing called War Games, which is just, I guess, like a a mock war. But Mm -hmm. instead, the rebels are all grouped together and being sent to a real battle, um, which involves Venon and Wyvern. And this whole time, Violet thinks that Venon are this like mystical thing. um, And she thinks that the Wyvern riders are actually the enemies. Um, but Zayden has been like partnering with these wyvern riders and, and supplying weapons to them. Mm-hmm. And so she finds out that Zayden's like betraying her and it's like this whole thing. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. The last, 
the last i don't even know how much it is like 20 percent of the book maybe not even like it it's pretty I feel short like it picks up, yeah honestly probably less than that like it picks up so much um mm-hmm. because you're just you know violet's getting like thrown all of these like um yeah like these things tears and what she think are like reality yeah like um and you know not being able to trust um zayden and these things Mm -hmm. that she thinks are completely like fake or just rumored or like very real um threats or just like things that she has to deal with outside of baz gaieth um Mm -hmm. it's a lot within yeah and i think to the the betrayal aspect of it it has so many different layers because not only does she feel betrayed by Zayden because he didn't tell her what was going on or what he was doing, um, she also feels betrayed by Dane because we come to find mm-hmm. out, like, that Dane has been reading her memories and snitched on them, and that's why they're all in this, like, incredibly dangerous position in the first place. Um, and then she also feels just betrayed by, like, the history, right? Because she's, at her heart, she's a scribe. So she feels like... I, I may not know anything, but I know what the history say, what the texts mm-hmm. say, what's recorded, and I can trust mm-hmm. that. And she leans on that throughout the entire book. And in this part, she finds out that, you know, history is written by the winners, right? So she does not have the full picture. She cannot trust what she knows and what she's known her whole life. And for her, that's mm-hmm. that's like destroying her entire foundation for like how she sees the world so mm-hmm. she's she's dealing with a lot of shit right here in going scene. Through it, yeah for the last 15 percent of the book our girl is going through it going through yeah. It. yeah yeah i also just realized i got a detail wrong it's not uh wyvern riders it's griffin riders so it's venon ride wyvern there's a lot of creatures towards the end yeah it gets, it gets a little bit hard to keep up with um mm-hmm. so yeah sorry about no, yeah, it, well, and, like, I will be honest, too, so kind of getting into, um, okay, so with uh, War Games, yeah, she has, like, all these big revelations, and then you actually, um, she has to, like, decide, right, like, whether she's going to stick with the Rebels, because basically the Rebels are told, basically effectively told, like, hey, um, we're about to, the city's about to get destroyed, and we're going to test your loyalties to see if you're loyal to us, or to yourselves and um uh uh violet chooses to stay with the rebels and um fight and so then we launch into this like massive battle sequence which i don't know about y'all i think it was very well written but for me uh i i definitely i was i was scamming i was like okay i there's a lot of there's a lot of details here um that i don't know I, I was I was skimming toward the end because I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me... I didn't skim. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say for me, I was also in skim territory. There's so much um, action packed in that last like 15% of the book. There's so many different battles and some of them are like more serious than others. And, you know, there's just a lot going on. Um, and so by the time we get to this battle, which is maybe like the only one that really matters... I was kind mm-hmm. of like battled out <laughs> in such a short period. Yeah. So I was like, just tell me like what happens and what's going on. Um, get me to the end kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, I love big battle scenes. Um, like that's why I loved Priory of the Orange Tree and the prequel to that so much. So I've read every bit of it. Um, 
but I, 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 I get what you guys are saying. Like, I can see why you would want to just kind of know what happens, figure out Liam dies, and spoiler, <laughs> and uh, and get yeah. to the end. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, and then, sorry, sorry. Um, I think the thing is for readers like Abby and I, it's like if it was spread out a little bit more, it would have been easier to deal with. But like we're saying, like. This whole last chunk of the book, we found out about Griffins, we found out about Wyvern and Venon, and, like, the whole thing going on with, like, Zayden and everything, and it was just, like, a lot to deal with in, like, a very short amount of time. So I think maybe that could have been um, written out slightly more gracefully, um, but also mm-hmm. keeping in mind we only know what Violet knows, so it may not even be realistic because Violet is also getting pummeled with all of this information kind of at the same time um yeah so yeah it's kind of a trade-off sort of thing true 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 yeah um Uh, that liam dying definitely hurts uh that uh so i'll say i was kind of skimming a little bit um and then as soon as it becomes clear what's about to happen to him i did read through all of that and felt that one very hard ow big ow yeah <laughs> um, that was gut-wrenching i teared up yeah same. yeah but i'm glad um and something we kind of i think talked about i know like as we were reading it um around the same time too is i do like that the stakes are high in this book whether it's um anything from like uh a training sequence and someone screws up and does something um and gets hurt or um in this case obviously like a literal battle a war whatever you want to call it um Mm uh yeah of course people are going to die you're going to have these losses um and so um i i think certain fantasies do that the way they should i think some of them don't have high enough stakes for the story at hand so i will say even though it while like it hurt it made sense that of course you're going to lose some big characters you know yeah yeah and I think in retrospect too like uh I probably think about books and media like in too much of a meta way but it's oftentimes obvious when a writer is leading you to like get really attached to a character for then that character to like die off in some way or another um Mm -hmm. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh, of course, it would be Liam. Because, like, honestly, which, again, this is a contested thing that we'll go over later. I don't give a fuck about Rhiannon. Like, (laughs) she could have died and I would have been like, whatever. But, like, Liam had so much charming stuff about him that um, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, he would be the one that that we lose. That being Mm -hmm. said, although he is probably my favorite character in the entire book, because I also have beef with Violet sometimes, um... I, he needs to stay dead. I don't want no yeah. resurrections yeah. in book two. Yeah. Let that man stay dead. Let it matter. You know, I I don't want no funny I, shit. Yeah. No. I hate like a resurrection. Hate <laughs> I don't even know if that's what they call it. Resurrection it trope. Too. Is that what we call it? <sighs> Whatever it is. Like, no. Like let Sarah J. Lie. Moss does it best. Yeah. yeah. You're getting added. Sarah J. Moss, even if I have had so much fun with Akatar. Like, no. Yeah. No, I, I mean, love her books, but nobody really dies. No. Nobody dies. No one There's really no The stakes are not it that doesn't high. Matter. Yeah. And you can't. Like, you can't. I don't even want to get into it. You can't <laughs> write a whole book about a war when we know that you're not going to kill anybody. I'm out. It's yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's not a war. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Any whom, any whom, 
But Hume. let's not do Hume. Um, so before we go, we do this thing where we each share um, one one thing we're still pouring over and one hot take from the book. Um, so Abby, let's hear it. Okay, so my pour over. What am I pouring over? Um, so I kind of talked about this earlier, but um, I want to know why Violet's signet power is uh, wielding lightning and how we think that's going to tie into her mother's signet power in um, the future. So my prediction is that at some point in the series, maybe not in Iron Flame, um, I can't remember how many books Rebecca Yaros has said this is going to be, but at some point, Violet and her mom um who's she a general is that right yeah general yeah. Mm-hmm. are gonna they're gonna have beef they're gonna fight it out um and i think it's gonna be a really epic storm battle of some sort so still mm-hmm. find it weird that that's uh violet signet power but you know i think there's a reason um and then my hot take is that uh the whole oh yeah when we were talking about signets earlier the whole like mind reading signet Um, being a death sentence. So um, there's a character who can read minds um, and who is killed for it. Um, That whole thing is really weird to me. Um, I know that like, sure, that could be a liability, but I also think it could be a um, really big asset. Um, So I don't know. I feel like that was not fully uh, fleshed out. Maybe that'll get revisited again at some point as we're kind of like learning more about um, the real motives of Basgaeth and just um, in their kind of kingdom and world in general, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it was weird. That's all. My my theory on that is that it would have been like a huge plot hole if they let them live because they would be able to read the minds of the instructors and figure out that Venon are real because apparently like they know that and the general, yeah. like her mom knows that. Mm-hmm. We find out. Um, so yeah, it would have been, I think it would have led to a plot hole if they had stayed alive. Yeah. But why, I don't I don't get the point of really throwing it in there then and not just like leaving out mind reading altogether. But No, because it's we'll still, see. I still don't, I think you're probably right, but also I still don't get why they didn't like kill Dane. <laughs> because he can do essentially yeah. the same thing. He just has to touch you and it seems like it doesn't, like we're led to believe it has to be like a very obvious touch um and then we come to realize that it's not accurate like it can be a pretty casual touch that he can do um so he could equally find out just as much sensitive information um i mean and i think he he probably knows he probably knows all that stuff but he's so loyal he's a bootlicker yeah that's that's it yeah and i think that's probably what it gets at too is well anyway that's a whole other thing i'm interested to see like if they if they get into that at all in the future books or if, like you said kaylee it was just kind of a way to like patch up a potential plot hole or if they get into it at all i hope they get into it but yeah that's fine yeah yeah well my hot take which we kind of touched on this earlier but i don't think rhiannon's like a, a full character i think i don't even think she's a side character like i think she's just unnecessary to the story i think she serves the purpose of being the opposite of Violet and really good at everything. She knows she wants to be a dragon rider and Violet doesn't. She wants to be a scribe. So she she serves as Violet Violet's opposite, but I don't think she like had any personality or anything that made me feel attached to her at all. Oh man. I'm pro Rhiannon. I, I I agree that like I don't think she's as fleshed out as she could be. But I don't know. Maybe it's even just maybe I don't have a good reason. I don't have a good reason to back it up, but I do like Rhiannon. 
Yeah. Um, you can like Rhiannon. Fair enough. I was rooting for Rhiannon when she was sleeping with everyone in the school. I was like, let's go, girl. But it just yeah. never got yeah. developed past <laughs> that. So it's like, I get that you're hot and everyone wants to sleep with you and I support you. Um, but Good you got to give me winning. a little bit of something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, her. I agree. Good for her. <laughs> And then the thing I'm still pouring over is I want to know what dragons gain from like pairing up with a rider during threshing. Like what's in it for them? You know, because it seems mm-hmm. like it's like it it's a lot of like um, emotional strain on them if their rider mm-hmm. dies. So it's like, why would you want to risk that? You know? Yeah. I remember um, at some point in the book, they talk about how the dragons have a vested interest because they want to protect their breeding grounds from the griffins like their babies and their eggs and stuff however mm. they're pretty strong so i don't necessarily understand why they couldn't just do that themselves so i would also like more information on like how the alliance between the dragons and the humans happened and like I don't know. I just want more details. It's very, very fascinating yeah. because also the dragons are very clearly in charge. Like as much as like the generals and stuff would like to pretend like they have power over what happens, the dragons have the final say and like that's the end of it because they could kill them all instantly. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Agreed. All right, um, Maddie, what's your hot take? Yeah, my hot take. Um. Okay, so I think um how to say violet's too overpowered violet was a fun character because she was the underdog she sucked at everything she had to think her way through stuff um and then that immediately changes after threshing because she has two dragons um which i was attempting to tolerate um and then her signet power is also like wildly overpowered and like they're like oh my god it's the strongest mm-hmm. signet power in the mini it's so rare Ugh. and so like <laughs> i'm just i'm done like she it's not interest there's no tension anymore because she has mm-hmm. so many people mm-hmm. around her that are so powerful um and also she has zayden who's incredibly powerful and sigail who is also incredibly powerful so like she has very little to kind of struggle against outside of like one-on-one combat which in theory we may or may not see more of because she's no longer in the school so i just i'm a little yeah on that oh or like the um uh the um saddle that they get her to Mm -hmm. um remember that like um which like if it's just something like that because i think if it weren't for things like her super powerful signet and everything too, like it could make sense where, um, you know, uh, if she can otherwise like handle being with Taryn and is like powerful yeah. enough to have this dynamic with Taryn, like, okay, like, yeah, we'll get her, get her a saddle. So like, if she's kind of a smaller build and stuff, so she can safely be a dragon rider. But like, yeah, I agree with you. There's too many, There's too like, many kind of like thrown out a bone you know like yeah. uh well, yeah and the fact that andarna is also going to give her a signet power like even if it is a yeah. more supportive signet power she still has two signet powers like they're gonna have to do a lot of stuff to not make that just like overpowered or um she's gonna have to make weird choices to not use those signet powers in situations mm-hmm. to create more tension 
Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see I would how dis- plays out. I would disagree just because I feel like she needed a lot of accommodations. Like, I think the saddle was an accommodation. I don't mm-hmm. think it was something that made her more powerful. And I think, like, she still can't do one-on, like, one-on-one combat minus her uh her power she can't do any one-on-one combat without poisoning her enemy like she's she's not very strong um just little things like that i think i think she needs accommodations in order to be all powerful um so without zayden without segal without taryn like is she really all that powerful you know well, um, sure but then you have to get through segal taryn and darna zayden <laughs> to get to like okay this is a real tension situation like we really don't know what could happen <laughs> like well and i think it's because like, she was set up so well early mm-hmm. on of like having to be super resourceful and stuff so i i agree kaylee with like um particularly with the saddle like i think that, that makes sense i'm just mm-hmm. i i think along with like the lightning and everything it just yeah that really resourcefulness that we had from her and kind of having to fight her way through finding ways to be powerful is yeah, yeah that tension like you said is kind of lost so yeah um Fair. yeah, so. yeah. That's my hot take. Um, but my pour over, my crazy woman theory. Okay. So in Battle Brief, <laughs> we're rolling it back. Um, we learn that um, Tarn, that ends up being Violet's Dragon, mm-hmm. obviously, his previous writer was Nowlin. Um, and Nowlin died um, in one of the like final battles ends up being the battle that Brennan also died in, quote unquote. Um, and Nowlin actually died trying to resurrect Brennan using his power. Um, and he like overheated. What is the word that they use? Is it overheated? I, I can't remember. He died. I don't know. It's yeah, I can't remember what it is. But yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That. He exerted too much energy. He went past like where he was supposed to go past. Whatever. And um, the professor tells Violet that he did that because everyone wants to get in with the Sorengales. They're very, like, important in the in the war community. So it's, like, good to have your name in there. He wanted to save Brennan and have, like, all this glory. No, that's nonsense to me. I think that Brennan and Nowlin were in love, that they were fighting together. They were in Achilles and Patroclus type type relationship okay brennan Mm -hmm. went down nowlin said not my lover not today satan and he resurrected him and then maybe nowlin died um but then with nowlin's death maybe that's what um ticked brennan over to the revolution because he was like i can't deal with this anymore this is crazy (laughs) whatever um was that british was that was that supposed to be british can we we throw that one back real quick (laughs) it was it was distraught irish i don't girl i don't know it was really just like in my brain what they said you just said something dramatized yes very that yeah like old old shakespearean but bad um so yeah that's my theory and then i also think um potentially nowlin could be alive i kind of think he's dead because i don't know how taryn could bond Mm -hmm. with an additional rider um yeah. if his original writer was still in existence um yeah but also but. maybe it's maybe that's how she's not so overpowered because Taryn has to now split his energy between providing um powers to both her and Nowlin and then it would be fun if he got pulled into the um tele- telepathic communication circle with her and Zayden 
there's that would there's be a, a lot, lot. Of things. it would be a lot but it would be interesting at least true well and it's like you know we've already broken the rules by having right. her bond with two dragons like mm-hmm. who's to say a dragon can't bond with two riders like yeah Turn fuck the rules fuck. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> who's to say so yeah yeah oh i would cool. love a tragic like love story like that that like has propelled part of the revolution mm-hmm. i hope that that's the case you yeah yeah i love that yeah it'd be fun good theory good theory that's it all right what were your guys's ratings and favorite parts of the book and then we'll close out hmm okay so for rating i think i'd have to go with like uh i originally said four i think i'm going more four and a half um now uh uh out of five uh it's grown on me even more with time um yeah i i think this is great um i'm really excited to see how this series continues I think for me, um, I originally rated it as a four and a half, and I would say it's probably like a four. It's I have less love for it as time has gone on a little bit. Um, So it's the opposite effect. I just think there were a lot of missed opportunities, but still a really Mm -hmm. great read. Still something I would read again. Like I say that with love, light and respect. I'm just a hater. So fair enough. I'd give it a four and a half now. I originally gave it a five because I was like on the high of just loving this book so much. But now I'd give it a four and a half because of all the things we've talked about in this episode. But I do love the book. I think it ticks all the boxes. The romance really was done really well for me. It's clear that Rebecca Yaros is a a romance writer. And I thought she did New Adult really well as as well. Um, So yeah, four and a half. What about favorite parts? Um, I was a big fan of the threshing. I still think it's a really fun scene. Um, just yeah, for her to have two dragons and the way it kind of unfolds. Um, yeah, big fan of the threshing. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's definitely the moment where um, Violet and Zayden both like escape away from Sigale and Taryn's like strong emotions, and they interact in the in the forest I guess in the woods and they have like this like good banter that's like it would be like calamitous if you kissed me oh yeah it would be disastrous and like it's just a good time all around Mm -hmm. um so that was definitely the highlight for me that was one of my favorite parts and my other favorite part is kind of similar but it was when uh basically Violet's like oh, you're not going to fall in love with me? Well, we're not going to, like, hook up anymore. And then they're in the cafeteria, and she's, like, sending images of them hooking up to Zayden's mind, and he starts, like, choking on his food. <laughs> yes. I just think that part is so funny, and it really shows Violet's personality. Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to mess with him, you know? Like, and I, I, I loved it. It was yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. such a fun dynamic. Yeah, I love that one, too. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So what about like next book predictions? Yeah. Oh. No. What you think, girl? Uh, all I can think about is Brennan and Nowlin. That's it. The head empty other than that. That's all I got. I just think we're going to get a lot more background on the dragons. Like, and, uh, and I don't know, just more dragon politics, basically. Please. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Big time. 
Um, I think that Violet's going to have to go back to Basgaya for some reason. And I think we're going to see where like Rhiannon's loyalties lie. So maybe we'll get more Rhiannon development in the next book. So, yeah, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm holding out. Okay. I have to, I have to fight for my girl. I feel like <laughs> Violet has to go back for some reason. And maybe we'll see if Rhiannon's going to join as well. Or maybe she's loyal more to Basgaya. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think that also opens up like an interesting case for like what Mira will decide to do which is Violet's sister who is very like following in her mother's footsteps um especially when she finds out that not only Violet but Brennan is on the other side but Mira is very like black and white like I know Mm -hmm. what I'm doing like I'm fighting for the cause whatever so I think it'll be like a great source of conflict for her and I don't know how it'll be written like maybe she'll stay on the other side and that'll just be how it goes I yeah. bet she will. I bet she will. That'd be pretty will. cool. Yeah. That's my I think she will at first, but then she'll come over to the good side. Yeah, eventually. Surely. Surely. Unless. Unless. Who's to say? All right. All right. That's it. Yeah. Have we all said our piece? Any final words? Last thoughts? No. All she wrote. That's all she wrote. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on our episode for Fourth Wing. Um, Please read along with us for the upcoming episodes on Bridge Kingdom and Heartstopper Volume 1. You can also stay up to date with us um, with the latest news on Instagram or TikTok by following us everywhere at Spill the Novel Tea. Um, And please let us know while you're there. What have you been pouring over after reading Fourth Wing? And what is your hot take? We would love to know. And also, unfortunately... No Dane fans allowed. Eh. No, we're we're in remission. Okay, we're learning. We're better now. No Get Dane booted. Fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.